Good day, everybody. Welcome into Mining Stock Daily. We continue the day with a corporate update from Arizona Sonoran Copper. Arizona Sonoran Copper does trade on the TSX with ASCU and on the OTCQX with ACU, ASCUF. Excuse me. And with me, as always, CEO of the company, Mr. George Ogilvy. George, good day to you. How are you? Yeah, I'm well, thank you, Trevor. Uh, we got a couple, well, one big news item that we've got to hit on and, and get some corporate commentary from you. This is regarding a couple new drill results, the continued out of that park sailor um, aspect of the general cactus project in Arizona. Um, we can go over those highlights, 217 meters at 1.01% copper. There's 227.4 meters uh, in there of continuous mineralization that's broken up between 0.68% and 1.17% copper, and then 168 meters of just over 1.1% total copper. Um, You know, George, I kind of feel like every time you put out a drill result and you and I get together and talk about Park Sailor, it's almost like I'm just repeating the drill results from the last time because there's so much continuity. It seems like hard to miss on on this project. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we put that maiden resource out uh, a month ago, uh, which was uh, 115 million tonnes of leachable uh, material at 1.07 total soluble copper, which was equivalent to about 2.45 billion pounds of leachable copper in the ground. And that maiden resource was on 500-foot centres, and what we're seeing here today with these uh, first three holes that have gone out is essentially the infill drilling program that started up several months ago with the assays coming back. And of course, now we're drilling the deposit out onto 250 foot centers. And we would anticipate that by the second quarter of next year, all of the drilling uh, to move the resource up into the indicated category would have been completed. And that'll put us in a position then with Park Salier as far as the uh, resources concerned, to then move that over into the uh, rescoped pre-feasibility study. And of course, any of those uh, indicated resources that move over into the mine plan and are economically viable will suddenly convert over into probable reserves. Uh, tell me about this uh, drill program, this infill drilling program. How much do you have slated for, like, as far as how many meters or feet will you be drilling until this is complete for the PFS? Well, the total program is 32,000 meters of uh, drilling. And, uh, of course, we started that up in September. We're anticipating that the, uh, the drilling will be completed sometime in uh, late January of next year. And it's taking anywhere between 8 to 12 weeks to get our assays returned back from the laboratory, hence the reason why it'll be second quarter of next year once we have an updated uh, resource on uh, on Park Sailor. Okay. Uh, it's, it's really interesting. I just Can you comment on the continuity here? I mean – you, you, you've put out you, you you've got the inferred resource out it's a good resource obviously adding some great uh pounds to the project but it, it and i mentioned it seems like it's hard to miss here is there anything jumping out that maybe uh you didn't expect to see or are the are you putting drills into the ground no and hitting exactly what you're expecting to hit no the good news is is that uh where we're uh putting the drill bit in the ground 
the results are coming back um, exactly what we expected. We we did expect extremely robust results, and uh, you know good uh, good widths of mineralization at you know good grades at and around or better than one percent copper, and that's exactly what's coming back with the uh, with the holes that we've drilled to date. I mean, at the moment, we've only released three holes because we have the assays back. But in totality, we're now sitting at somewhere around uh, 14 holes that have been uh, drilled on the program to date. Obviously, we've uh, been able to take a look at the uh, the core. And uh, in a lot of instances, that core has been uh, quartered or halved and prepped and sent off to the assay lab. So... We are expecting uh, continued uh, good results to come forward from Park Salier between now and uh, the end of January next year or second quarter of next year as far as the assays are concerned. Uh, you mentioned uh, you mentioned it in the news release, and I, th- I think it's a good statistic to bring up again. Uh, in your quote in that news release, you said uh, Park Salier combined with, that, with the resource that of Cactus, uh, the project in totality now makes it the fourth largest independent copper deposit in the United States with 4.9 billion pounds inferred and 1.6 billion pounds indicated. Now, if you get this conversion where you're at, do you expect that data point to vary at all? Uh, Well, generally not all uh, resources will convert over into uh, reserves. You know, I think uh, for Park Salier, if we're looking at the 2.5 uh, billion pounds that we have there today in an inferred resource, I think given the continuity continuity and the exceptionally high grades that we've seen to date, I would expect uh, 70 to 80 percent of that resource ultimately to convert over into uh, to uh, proven and eventually uh, probable reserves. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, I do want to ask you about general exploration work as well. Uh, there were a couple holes out there that have been completed as far as your exploration program, but we also are getting to the end of the year where companies are looking at budgets for next year. Uh, give us an idea of what you are looking at to budget for specifically exploration drilling in 2023 yeah. at the project. Well, you touched on a great point. In the two and a half years that the company has had the project, we've taken the resource from initially about £225 million up to today £6.5 billion of of global resource between indicated in the inferred category. And over that two and a half years, as far as pure expiration dollars invested in the ground, We've spent about 40 million US dollars on pure exploration. So it essentially tells us that our discovery cost per pound of copper in the ground is under one cent a pound of copper. So it's actually screaming to us that we need to continue exploring on the site because there's every likelihood at that discovery cost that we're going to continue to find more copper, contained copper on the property. And we know that we have at least three distinct targets that we'd like to pursue next year, assuming that our budgets are approved by the board in uh, in December of this year. So between Park Salier and between the Cactus West Pit, there's about a kilometre of open 
a strike length that's untested. Asarco did drill there, but their holes were only 300 foot in depth because essentially the drilling was only condemnation drilling to confirm or deny whether they could actually build infrastructure on surface back in the 70s and 80s over that area. So that area is untested at depth. And we know that we're picking up the top of the mineralization at Park Salier about a thousand feet below surface. So obviously the Asarco holes would have been woefully short if they had been drilling for, for exploration to hit mineralization. We also know on the northeast extension that Asarco historically drilled holes there into the same copper porphyry system at Cactus and at Park Salier. And I think the best hole they had there was about 47 uh, feet, but it was at three uh, over 3% copper, which obviously is super high grade by today's standards. And they walked away from that again because the mineralization in that, that instance was 1,000 feet below surface. They weren't interested in the 1980s in underground mining. They were looking for something near surface and open pitable. They walked away from that and the company to date has never followed up on that because obviously we've had much higher priorities with Park Salier uh, on our radar screen. And then lastly, when the open pit was in production, Asarco only drilled a couple of hundred feet below whatever bench they were mining. And until recently, the company has only been interested in the oxide and the enriched chalcosite material which is leachable and we've never paid any real attention to the primary sulfide which is chalcopyrite uh, uh, but with Rio recently investing in the company through their uh, uh, Newton uh, technology there is an opportunity potentially if that technology works to free up the stranded resource which is the uh, primary sulfide in this case chalcopyrite so that primary sulfide below the open pit has never been fully drilled to the basement fault because any time we've drilled through the oxide and the transitionary material and then the drill bit has come into primary sulfide, until recently we've shut the drill bit down and moved on to another hole. Why continue drilling at $65 a foot when you're not interested in that mineralization? Mm -hmm. So... If we were to target those three areas in the next 12 to 24 months, and if we were to put our sort of uh, big blue sky thinking caps on, if we were successful in those areas, there's an ability to add two to potentially three billion pounds of additional copper, contained copper, in the ground in Arizona, all on private land with water permits in hand and access to water. And of course, that, that would make this number one or number two as far as uh, pure independent copper projects at that time in the United States if we were successful with that plan. A lot of moving parts here. I mean, that's really interesting breakdown. I want to follow up with you on the Newton stuff with Rio Tinto. You and I have talked about the potential for this technology to be in incredibly transformative for the project and for the company, but we're not there yet. And I'm just curious if we if we table if we table Newton for a second, is there a copper price if it improves and maybe shows some sort of foundation or bottom to where 
it would be economic for the company to continue advancing that primary sulfide uh, area of mineralization because it potentially would become more economic. And that's without the Newton technology. Have you considered that at all? Uh, at this stage of the project, no. Uh, but you're quite right. I mean, obviously, there's a copper price that ultimately would get reached where uh, putting in a traditional copper concentrator and uh, keeping all the production and revenue and any profits from the primary sulfide for yourself and the shareholders of the company could could be an option. The exercise that you've just described or mentioned will have to be completed, however, probably some at some juncture in the next 12 months. We would anticipate that before the end of next year, we would categorically know what the results are from the Newton column tests and whether the, this technology and recipe is actually going to liberate uh, copper from the primary sulfide. And if that were to occur, then obviously the company in Rio would probably look at moving forward with some form of uh, commercial agreement, which is going to have to be negotiated. But before that document or agreement could be signed, I would anticipate that the company will have to do a trade-off study or a cost-benefit analysis of the scenario of what copper price do we actually need to actually try and go it alone on this with a with a copper concentrator and a and a reactivated tailings facility. Hmm. George, one of the questions that kind of popped in my mind and a while ago. You had talked about your your cost of dis, of discovery. It's less about a penny or less per pound of copper thus far. And I, I was just kind of curious how that cost per discovery, how it lends yourself and management to to kind of uh, say it, it, we should go do some more exploration uh, because it, it, it's so cheap to discover more pounds. And I just want to take a step back and that kind of idea, you know, coming from the gold sector not too long ago, you know, how does how does that transition of cost per discovery between one ounce of gold? Is it the same kind of idea as the cost of discovery for one pound of copper? Can you, do you make the the similar argument from the gold industry to the copper industry? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly where that sort of concept came from. I mean, obviously I'm a 32 year veteran in the mining industry and, uh, 17 of those years actually have been in in, in gold and uh, 15 years or whatever in, in base metals. But, you know, that's exactly what we do in the, in the gold industry is that we'll invest dollars in exploration. And if we're finding ounces in the ground for, you know, sub $20 an ounce, uh, then obviously we would continue to explore on that property. Once it starts getting above uh, $100, $150, $200 an ounce, you then start to question you know, whether the expiration uh, program is actually paying dividends or not. And you should then think about, you know, trying to develop uh, any deposits that you've discovered. So it's exactly the same concept here. And of course, as you said, you know, under one cent, a pound of copper discovery is definitely telling us very strongly that we need to continue exploring on this property. What would that cutoff price be in, the, in, this, in this case with copper? Uh, it's a very good question. You know, I haven't I haven't actually ran the, the, the math on that, given that, uh, you know, our discovery cost is, is so low. But, yeah, I, I'd have to get back to you on that, uh, Trevor. 
Uh, yep, just just curious. Um, it's very interesting. Okay, George, thanks for thanks for the update. I, lots to come down from Arizona snoring. Mean, you, you and I catch up at least once a month, and we'll probably continue to do that throughout the rest of the year. Uh, and appreciate your time, and best of luck, and stay safe to you and all the team there on the ground in Arizona. Thank you, Trevor. All right, that's George Ogilvie from Arizona Sonoran Copper Company. Again, trading on the TSX with ASCU and on the OTC, OTCQX with ASCUF. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.